Who you calling crazy? Welcome to Who You Calling Crazy. This is a unique mental health podcast. We are erasing the stigma and elevating and normalizing dialogue around mental health. Of course, we'll be sharing practical therapy tips, but most importantly, we'll be diving into the stories and vulnerability of people you know or want to know. I'm your host, Juliette Kuhnley. Welcome to what we're calling season two of Who You Calling Crazy. I'm so excited. I got to be honest, y'all, I sort of burnt out at the end of last year with all the things, not sort of, I did, I burned out at the end of last year with all the things going on. And so one of the first things to go was a podcast recording and that's okay. I mean, at first I felt guilty, but then I'm like, I just have to, I have to let this one thing fall and then I need it to be the right energy around it when I'm ready to return. So we're back, yo, and we have a great lineup of guests this season. And we're also going to mix it up with just some therapist banter. (laughs) So I've gotten some feedback and a lot of nice things about just the one random 15 minute episode that I recorded a little bit about my own story. And uh, just that people are really curious about like behind the scenes therapist stuff. So I thought just every now and then I'll record an off the cuff episode like this first one (laughs) and then sometimes maybe invite another therapist on and we can kind of banter about uh, things that you guys might find interesting and then hopefully helpful um, as the journey of a client and as a human. So as always, we'd love to hear your feedback and any questions you have, things that you'd want us to discuss, that would be really helpful. But one of the posts that on, on my Instagram last uh, week or a week or two ago on my Yep, I Go to Therapy Instagram, I posted about reasons why your therapist might cry in session. And I took a poll on the Instagram stories and some people were like, yeah, totally shows your therapist is human. And then some people were like, nah, that would freak me out. (laughs) So I was so interested in that. So I did a little bit more digging in to kind of see like what research is out there. But also I just thought maybe you guys would be interested in hearing a little bit more about why tears do show up for us therapists in session. And it's okay to have all sorts of reactions to tears. (laughs) All of us do. And a lot of that stems from what we learned about tears in our formative years So sometimes tears were seen in our families as weakness. Sometimes they were used really manipulatively. Sometimes they were shamed. And then for others of us that were lucky enough, maybe they were validated and certainly allowed. But we also receive a lot of messages societally about what if tears are okay or not and what situations quote unquote warrant tears. And then when we're being dramatic, right? I mean, there are all sorts of messaging around the use of tears. And what's interesting is, is that tears, you know, they show up for a lot of different emotions, you know, not just sadness, but tears show up for joy and overwhelm, also fear, anger, connection. I mean, tears can show up for a lot of reasons and sometimes no reason at all. And tears are just a way that our nervous system is attempting to regulate sometimes. And when they kind of just spring up, We have to listen to that because that's your body often saying, I need you to release this, which will then regulate that nervous system and kind of help everything calm down. But we've, you know, we we get really good at stifling emotions like that and stifling that expression of emotion, especially if we're around other people, especially if we feel that it will make us seem weak or too sensitive or all these other labels. So 
I think first part of the discussion is really just around uh, what messages did you learn growing up around tears and the expression of tears? When is it more comfortable for you to express yourself in this way? When do you find that you're kind of choking it back? How do you feel when other people express themselves with tears around you? I think that that's a really interesting question. Some of us can really welcome that into the space. And then some of us are, are either, again, really threatened or maybe triggered, depending on what it brings up for us, uh, or just really uncomfortable. Tears are quite vulnerable. But again, they're very normal <laughs> and necessary. And I just think it would be really valuable if we could shift our relationship with tears. So anyway, so at, specifically as a therapist, when do tears show up in session? Um, I will say in grad school, I definitely think implicitly we got the message that tears are not okay, that that would cross a boundary and be way too much about us as the therapist and and that it just would be, it would change kind of the energy of the space. I don't remember them saying anything about it explicitly, but I definitely feel like they pound into our heads the boundary that we must uphold. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I mean, I look back at it and I think that that's really important to understand as a baby therapist, <laughs> the boundary and what it means to have countertransference or transference and how to protect yourself and your, your client from that. So I think it's really great, especially as a newbie, to understand that. Uh, and I think there's got to be room for that humanness in sessions and in that energy when it's human and human in one space. So countertransference is when a therapist transfers emotions to the client in therapy. And it's often a reaction to what's what's called transference. So the person and client kind of redirecting their feelings for other people onto the therapist. Does that sound super clear as mud? Uh, it's an interesting concept, but it does happen if you don't keep things in check and constantly be checking yourself as a therapist because this is often quite, it's usually unconscious. So healthy boundaries are really, really important to ensure that your feelings are not getting mixed up and kind of misunderstood as being an experience of the clients or in that dynamic. And it's just kind of when feelings are misplaced, I guess, is a simple way to, to say it. So again, that's why they totally instill in us hard boundary. But I think that sometimes comes across for people as, again, not showing up as one's full self and just being in the expert role. And that's just not my style. So I'll just speak for me as a therapist that I'm sure that that is, I know that's how I started as a baby therapist, really, really holding tightly to that. But as I got more comfortable using interventions and skills and theories and techniques that we've learned and that we continue to learn, I also realize that there's a really beautiful balance and art of showing up as a human in the room. And that's why I think it can be such depleting work because you are kind of doing this dance always of checking in with yourself, checking those unconscious biases and any transference and any triggers of your own and all and, and all these things, <laughs> trying to read the energy in the room, watching the client's body language, hearing what they're not saying reflecting back what they are saying, conceptualizing in your head things that they're ready, clients are ready to hear at that moment, but also that they might not ready to be here right away. So you have to file it away for later. There's a lot going on. So we can get into that. If y'all want to know more about that kind of stuff, please leave us feedback. But 
the tears. So when it shows up for me, and it definitely does, it's usually kind of an unspoken energy that something has just tapped into my emotions. So it's it's resonating somehow with me. And it might be around kind of the the powerful history of, of what I know about you as the client. And sometimes it's this, it's I'm connecting with you on this really deep grief or fear or trauma or whatever or whatever you might be discussing that it just is holding in this very like raw tension in the room and so it just it just pulls that out and then sometimes it really is kind of for all of those same reasons but a celebratory thing (laughs) that there's this tension that comes loose when you the client has an aha moment or has insight or makes a connection or proudly shares a a victory that you had that might that that is based on some of the therapeutic goals we've been working on I cannot tell you how special that is all of these things that and this is why and I say this all the time that it is truly so humbling that people allow us to walk with them in their stories and because we do this because we care (laughs) we're connecting with those really deep true real things with you the client you the human so it just brings out emotions and it's again sometimes it's identifiable and sometimes it's just about the energy in the room and I will say that there are times when it might feel weird for you as the client so I think that's what I was exploring in my post is when is it helpful when is it not because there are certainly, this is what's so important for us as therapists to make sure we're constantly doing our own work too, therapeutically, because if it triggers something in us in terms of our own wounds and our own trauma and grief, and that's where the tears are coming from, that's not a helpful thing. Now it may happen, of course, but that is a really good indicator that the therapist needs to dig into their own work and do some better healing so that that doesn't come into the room. That's not fair during the time that you're paying for someone to be with you in your stuff. And so, you know, that's where you hope that your therapist is really self-aware and committed to doing their own work. The feedback and what in the little research is that's out there is that depending on how you already feel about your therapist, if you hold them in high and positive regard and you think they're human and they feel really relatable, then their tears can be helpful because that really shows a sweet connection and it makes the client feel heard and affirmed and and wow (laughs) this stuff is palpable and visceral and this person that I'm doing so much healing in relationship with is validating this and really cares about me so that actually might encourage a client to continue opening up or to continue moving forward in their therapeutic goals because that feels really rewarding and I do think it's on a lot of the work of the therapist to to know and sort of anticipate that dynamic, that there are some clients that it might resonate, like I just said, but there are some clients where it might make them feel self-conscious or judged 
It might tap into the client's own need to people please and to care for others and to put their own needs aside. And then they become this caretaker for the therapist. So that's why we do so much information gathering in the first several sessions in what we call the intake sessions so that we can understand things about your emotional language and your emotional intelligence and maybe how you feel about vulnerability and even tears explicitly and and things like that so that we can keep that in our framework and know how we might show up in the room too. And it's not to say we're going to do it perfectly every time because again, we can't necessarily help if tears spring into our eyes, right? (laughs) But then as a therapist, we need to be able to directly talk about that and process that with you. And imagine how powerful that can be too. So that you can have an assertive, honest conversation around emotions. And maybe that's the first time that's ever happened for you. So this is where I just want clients to know that we aren't just sitting there listening (laughs) and letting you vent. You know, people talk about that. Like, why do I need a therapist? I've got a friend. But just all of these nuances that come into play where we're constantly looking for little windows of healing for you and being a facilitator of growth and insight for you to pull on your inherent strengths and what we know is in you as a human being with inherent worth and value that we might be able to help tap into with you. That's the work. (laughs) So I'm really glad to have y'all on board this this season and please go to my Instagram at yep I go to therapy and let me know what you're curious about what happens behind the scenes for therapists or what we think about our clients or anything about the process or any specific therapy questions and we'll do we'll kind of sprinkle some of those conversations in uh, between interviews with really interesting people again this season Uh, and I'm very excited and would just love to hear from you so thanks for tuning in to another season of who you calling crazy (laughs) bye y'all So who you calling crazy? I think you mean human. We're removing the stigma, y'all. Say it loud and proud. Yep, I go to therapy.